Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Dr. Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino, we answer your questions. It's Q&A, baby. That's it. Please download and subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right? Our man Michael Hostie will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Monday, May 30th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience. There are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including blackjack, blackjack match roulette, and Teddy's favorite, craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And the Beats and Bites Festival rolls on, people. Hopefully everyone had a great time at Night Ranger and Starship. More shows are coming. So check all of that on Riverwind.com. Dot com tickets lots of stuff to do at these events riverwind casino simply the best happy memorial day ted happy memorial day uh one of the best holidays of the year there is there is no doubt and also a i i try to i try to always remind myself of the reason for holidays right you know, the, you know, Christmas, like you get, you get so caught up in, in the presents and hosting family and all that stuff. You kind of, you kind of lose sight of the reason for the season sometimes. And Thanksgiving, like I, I'm so focused on the turkey and football. Like, hey, it's about your family, man. Like, keep, keep the main thing, the main thing. When it comes to holidays, Memorial Day is. Uh, I feel like it's one of those where it's so fun, right? You go to the lake, you go on a trip. You get the extra day. You're eating great food. You're drinking. Like it, it's just fun, right? It's one, of, and it's one of the best times of the year. But important to remember the reason, right? Memorial Day for for those that have made the ultimate sacrifice defending this country. And I hope that while it's, you know, it, it is a day. It's a really fun day for us, right? There's a lot of people where this is a really, really tough day for them. And it's just, I, I think it's just important to remember that. 
No, that's a, it's a really good point. Yeah. We, um, instead of thinking about, you're, you're right. Instead of thinking about why we celebrate it or have the day, it's more about where are we going? What are we doing? Who are we seeing? What are we going to do? It's yeah. It's, um, I'm glad you said that. It's good to think about it that way. Yeah. So I'm not telling people like have a blast. I know I am right. And we're recording this a few days early. I am. I'm coming off a Memorial day bachelor party in Miami. (laughs) So I can't imagine, uh, future me is feeling very good right now, but it is, man, it's important to, you just think about all the people that serve this country, all the people that have lost their lives, defending our freedom, allowing us to do what we do. It's, it's just important to, t- to take a moment and, and always recognize that. Sometimes I go down YouTube rabbit holes, you know, watching things yeah. on holidays, like just to make sure I, I remind myself what it's all about. So I highly suggest having a ton of fun on your Memorial Day. Thanks for listening to us on your Memorial Day. But also, you know, just take a moment to to remember all those people that have that have laid it on the line for us. Easy transition, right? Here we go. Q&A. We have been asking you guys to submit questions uh, on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Submit your question. We'll get to it. Or email the Oklahoma Breakdown at gmail.com. Submit your question, and we will try our best to get to it. This first one comes from Ian Hughes, and he says, I was wondering if you guys will get a little into the weeds on what sort of things we're going to see next season. With a completely new defensive staff and the new offense, I've been wondering what it's going to look like next year. Cheers, guys, and I love listening to you guys. Thank you all for taking the time to read this, even if it doesn't make an episode. Well, it made it, Ian, and they've seen a little glimpse of it now right with the spring game, but as far as offensively said, Jeff Lebby, you're going to see this team go fast, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is going to be tempo, tempo, tempo. They're also, they're going to run the football a lot more than, than people may think, right? He had a very effective running game. It'll miss the last couple of seasons and you're going to see more zone blocking. And it's, it's not necessarily inside zone. It's not necessarily outside zone. It's what I call mid zone. And that is the staple running play of Levy's offense. And you're going to see a ton of different variations of split zone off of that, meaning a tight end or another back in the backfield coming across the back of the formation to create that split action to, to change the responsibilities of the defense from a gap, a gap perspective. As far as the passing game, you're going to see him push down the field. There's going to be a lot of RPO stuff where Dylan Gabriel is reading the defenses, um, whether that's reading a, a backer or reading a safety. That will be his key, what he does with the football, whether he hands it or he gives it. He'll also be reading the shell of, of the secondary. If it's too high, he'll hand it. If it's one high, he may be throwing it to a certain guy, and then they're going to throw some deep balls. So did I miss anything? That's just a very general general outline of what they're going to do offensively, but I feel like I covered the main points. Yeah, no, that, that is, that is a, a really good rundown. 
just one of the one of the things that you'll notice is you will have tighter splits from your offensive line across the line of scrimmage and wider splits from your your wide receivers in a lot of times it's two by two and utilize the entire field spread everyone out condense the inside spread out the outside and from that you it makes it easier to do all the things that you're talking about as far as you know seeing where the safeties are and they'll throw and it's a matchup driven offense they will find the matchup that they like and they will absolutely exploit it. They'll throw a bubble. They'll throw go balls on a guy if they like the matchup. That's one of the things that they're going to come to the, come do is come to the line of scrimmage, see what matchup they like, and that's where they're going with the football. It's methodical, but it's you know it's a it's not an easy system to learn. There's a lot going on, but in its like implementation and the way it comes across on the field, it's very simple and fast. Yeah. That is, I think that's one of the misconceptions of Levy's system is that it's easy. It's not easy. There, there's a lot that the quarterback has to process. So hopefully, hopefully that was good enough offensively. Ian, Ted, best of luck describing what BB is going to do defensively. I, uh, good luck. He's going to do everything defensively. I think that's a way to put it. Um, on the defensive line, you're going to see quite a bit of traditional four-man down and true defensive ends, true true inside players. Um, but it is going to be multiple. They're going to do three-man front stuff. They're going to do uh, with a jack or spin or however you call it with a stand-up edge guy, three down and a stand-up edge guy. So you'll see multiple fronts there. I think you'll see some bear out of them as well. Um, Bear meaning sometimes we got to remember, we got to describe some things, a little more detail, bear meaning five defensive linemen guy head up on the guard, two, three techniques or guy head up on the center, two, three techniques on the guard, and then two defensive ends on the edges of the tackles bear. And depending on what the personnel grouping is that you're playing it against, if it's, if it's spread personnel or 11 personnel, because you don't have five defensive linemen, They'll kick over, and the Mike backer will come up and play the edge to the strong side. So that gives you your five across. Um, if it's bigger personnel, you'll have bigger personnel in there on the field to match for short yardage goal line stuff. Um, at the backer spot, something that's going to be way different is way more involved in zone coverage. Venables is, is a way bigger zone scheme than he is man-to-man. And, you know, previously we did a lot of man and a lot in our zone stuff. Our linebackers were spot droppers, which means you get back to a landmark. You have your eyes on the quarterback. You move with the quarterback's eyes and then you break on the football whenever he throws it. Venables is a pattern read. So you'll drop off of. Um, off of the, the eligible receivers. You'll be a hook off of number three, which means you drop to the number three receiver, have your eyes on him, see the pattern, and try to fit into the where the pattern scheme is. It's a lot more detailed. You're asking a, a lot more of the guys, but when done properly, way more effective. 
Um, we'll see some three safety stuff that we that we've seen, like from Iowa State, what they do, where they have the three safeties on the back end. Um, it's you're going to get a little bit of everything, you know. And everyone wants to know how much are you going to blitz. All of that depends on how well you cover and how well you get to the quarterback. If you can't cover, you can't blitz. If you can't get to the quarterback, you can't add a guy to the rush. And like, if it's not, I guess what I mean is you can't get to the quarterback when you rush. If it's not effective, you're not going to continue to take a guy out of coverage. So a lot of that is going to depend on, on, on how well that trends during the season. But uh, you'll see a lot off of the nickel or the cheetah player, which is either a nickel or a hybrid backer that's going to be playing in space. Um, that guy's going to be able to do everything, and that's going to be the cornerstone of the defense if you can find a player there, and that's one of the spots where we've been lacking recently. We've had some solid guys there. I don't mean to say that we haven't, but if you can find a superstar that plays that position, it changes your defense. Think Jalen Petrie from Baylor. Think Isaiah Simmons for Clemson whenever uh, Venables was at Clemson and he won the Butkus Award. Guy played every position. So a, a guy like that can, can ultimately change the way your defense plays. Hope, hope that was in the weeds enough for you, Ian. <laughs> I, hope, I hope our man Ian took notes on yeah. that. All right, we, we got a lot more questions. But first... The only place to stop when you're road tripping is Love's Travel Stops. Love's has over 600 locations in 41 states offering 24-hour access to clean and safe places. Whatever your road trip needs are, Love's has it. Fuel, fresh food, all the snacks and drinks, including my favorite, yes, Java Amore. That coffee is fantastic. Love's also has you covered if you forget your phone charger or headphones. They've expanded their mobile-to-go zone so you can grab any of that stuff there. Make sure you download the Loves Connect app for exclusive offers from today's most popular brands. The Loves Connect app also includes a route planner and store locator. When you see that red neon heart on the highway, stop in and say hi at Loves Travel Stops. For a full list of what Loves has to offer, visit loves.com. Opolis Clothing is the exclusive home for all of our Oklahoma breakdown merchandise. If you want to live your life in buttery soft comfort, go to opolisclothing.com. That's O P. O-L-I-S clothing.com. Use our promo code TED, T-E-D, for 10% off your entire order. You still get a discount on all of the OU and OKC Thunder gear as well. Opolisclothing.com. Use our promo code TED for 10% off. Buttery soft and 10% off. And make sure you send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence, with a 12-to-1 student-to-teacher ratio, no student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. There are numerous clubs and organizations for students to join, and as a proud member of the OSSAA, there are 14 sports offered. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Remember, financial aid is available. It is time to get back out on the golf course, people, and there's nothing better to drink on the course than the number one seltzer in golf, Clubby Seltzers. Clubby Seltzers is an Oklahoma company that is already winning national awards because their product is delicious. It tastes exactly like a club special, but it's a seltzer. They're not just for the golf course either. They're perfect to drink by the pool after mowing the lawn, whatever. 
If you haven't tried Clubby Seltzers yet, go grab some. You won't regret it. Clubby's first variety pack is out. out. To find a place near you that has Clubby's, visit clubbyseltzers.com. Okay. This is an interesting one. It comes from Modest Moz33 on a five-star Apple podcast review. Appreciate you, Modest Moz33. He says, Mr. Lehman, can you provide memories of the 2003 shellacking of Texas A&M? And more importantly, weigh in on my long-held theory that the weirdness of that day, an AMP team seeking revenge for the 2002 upset, destroying souls for a half, then forced to play a glorified scrimmage in the second half to avoid scoring 100-plus, negatively affected the team's mindset for the rest of that season. Um, I, I will shoot down your theory about that game negatively affecting the rest of the season. I don't think it did. Honestly, and it's kind of hard to explain this, when you're, when you're in it, you don't really think about it, and I'm probably the worst. I'm a damn robot. All I do is like try and sprint out onto the field, do exactly what I'm supposed to on every single snap, and then sprint off of the field. Like I don't, I don't get caught up in anything else going on out there, and that's why I don't remember a whole lot about football games. Is I don't know. It's um, very robotic, I guess. But the interesting thing that, about that game is, and you know, more of it was offensively than it was defensively. Kind of the conversation going on because you're not going to convince defensive players to like let someone catch a deep ball on them or let someone get a first down. It's just, you can't really, you can't really play it that way. So the conversation is like coach Stoops is in the huddle with the offense, telling them not to score, telling them to just like, don't get any yardage, just go down so we can like turn it over on downs to them. And because I remember like, it was it was in the third quarter. I think the, the starting defense came out and played maybe the first or the the maybe the first two series of defense in the third quarter. And in one of them, I think Derek Strait either had a I think he had a pick interception, maybe a pick six or something. But it's like when you get a guy that's got the defensive guy that's got the ball in his hands, he's gonna go score with it. It doesn't matter what you've told him. Like he's you've seen guys at the end of games whenever it's over trying to go score. So um I don't remember a whole lot, but the revenge tour is true. Like we had we had lost the year before. We lost to Oklahoma State and we lost to Texas AM and should not have lost to either one of those teams. We're far superior to both of them. And we were pissed off. And I guess whenever you look at it, we beat those two teams by a combined, what would it be like? 129 to nine. 129 to nine, yeah. And it was, uh, I, I, I don't think that had anything to do with the mindset of the football team. I... The only thing I can say about the mindset of that football team is you kind of have to understand the era, not to go on too long, but everyone on that team 
was basically told how god awful they were for four straight years like everything was bad nothing was good enough it was just grind 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 and then like at the end of the season before we played the big 12 championship espn comes in and they do like some some like special on is this the best team in college football history? And when they did that special, I just remember seeing like the coaches on there, like interviews with the coaches talking about like how good all these players were. And like, all the, it's like, wait, what, what are they saying? Is that true? Are we actually good? Is that like, and I, that's the only thing I can point to that like crept in a little bit, like, okay, we made it. We made it. We're there. We've arrived. And I think, that is what maybe took the edge off of that team. Some as that, embarrassing as that is to admit. Yeah, that, that can't be easy for like, you are a robot. You still are. <laughs> right. That can't be easy for you to acknowledge, but you know, hindsight is, is what it is. And like, I didn't think about it at the time. Like right. I didn't never think about it until like after the fact, like, Oh, uh, interesting coincidence. Also, Darren Sproles is really damn good at football. Yeah. And yeah. I know you don't like talking about losing the national championship game. I wouldn't like talking about it either. But if Jason White was healthy, you probably win the national championship. Yep. Yep. How? Not to pry too much, how often do you think about that? Well, unfortunately, since I do a radio show and talk about Oklahoma football, the topic and Tyler McComas, the uh, my co-host likes to I talk about the losses I had in college way more than I talk about anything else. It gets brought up nearly on a daily basis. I I think people would be alarmed like they would be like, Gabe, are you okay?" if they could if they could hear my thoughts. And hear how often I think about losing to Texas my senior year. But I will be walking around my house. Like <laughs> this is a this is terrible. But I was playing uh, my son. My son's got a pretty good little arm on him, right? Eleven month old kid can, can kind of rip it. I'm not gonna lie. And he threw one just real accurate. And I was oh look at the accuracy. And in my head I was like. Just like Case McCoy that day. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, why do I still think about that? Like, it's so stupid, but that is, that's, you're right, dude. You think about the losses. Like, I, I hardly ever think about the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, and I don't, that was a highlight of my college career, probably. And I think about losing to Texas, losing to Notre Dame at home in 2012. Uh, losing to K-State that year, which I still think, like, there's no reason we should have lost that game. Like, I, I think about it all the time. I never think about the wins. Ever. I know. And That's bad. We should, we should think about the good times more, man. Yeah. I, but it's weird that – I don't know. It's the wins – the wins are good and wins are fun, and you walk off the field celebrating, but they don't ingrain themselves 
like the losses do. Because whenever you walk off the field from a win and, you know, you still like, uh, I used to like just mentally, like you see me after a football game, it doesn't matter what the score is. It doesn't matter what happened. Just do not be close to me because I'm pissed off about, you know, wrong gap you know, made the, missed a call, like whatever it might be, just, just so like mad at myself. And like, that's the thing that I grind on. You don't remember any of the, the good plays, the plays that happen the way they're supposed to don't leave the mark. The things that didn't go the way they're supposed to is what leaves the mark. And after a loss, it's just like, it's a constant grind for, you know, 48 hours or longer about every single thing that went wrong. Like, what did you do the day leading up to the game? What did you do? The, how was your week of practice? How was your preparation? Did you watch all the film that you needed to? Did you, were you rested like you should have been? Did you cover all of the, like, did you see something with one of the other guys on the team that they weren't, that you didn't call out and you didn't fix? Like, what could you have done during the week differently that would have changed the outcome of the game? And it's every, and you just grind over it forever. And you, you don't, you don't ever stop. Still don't stop. You want to know one of the weirdest instances of that? Notre Dame in 2012, right? Massive game. Still, I think that was the best. That was the best environment I played in, in Norman. I mean, that crowd was, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. And yeah, going back and thinking about like, yeah, I got my ass kicked on a couple of plays. There, there's no doubt about it. But you know something, you know what happened on Friday? Driving to you're heading to the stadium on Friday, pulling out of the neighborhood, and there's a stop sign right there. And I I stopped well behind the stop sign. And, and I pull out, take a right to turn left on uh on Lindsay get pulled over cop gives me a ticket for not stopping at the stop sign and I was like no, no but I stopped but like you just couldn't see me he's like I mm, not buying it and then had to and then he was like all right good luck man I was just like what <laughs> and it wasn't that it wasn't bad that I was like you shouldn't give me a ticket you know I start for you it was like no I actually stopped and I always wonder like it's so stupid like would I have played better in that game if I didn't get that ticket? <laughs> I, th I think of it like, I, I, I was like, I wonder if that affected the way I played the next day. Like, it's, it's weird. Like, you think of everything that goes into preparing for a game. And, and like you're saying, Ted, like, when, you, when you're at OU and you lose a game, it's like, what did I not do to to be ready to go. Like very rarely are like, Oh, they were just, they were just way better than us. So that, uh, that's just another example. Yeah. Like I think, man, what I, I stopped at the stop sign. I should, maybe I should have stopped, you know, closer to the stop sign to where the cop could have seen me. And, and maybe I would have played better. And, and maybe we would have won. Like that's, that's the, that's how you think about this stuff. And it, I know it sounds insane, but that is, that's just, maybe the most extreme example right. of yeah, they going back and thinking about when things went wrong, like why, you know, and I still pissed about that ticket, man. 
I still like, I do not ever view anything that I, that I, that I ever, I don't know. I, I am, it, it was probably a big detriment to, honestly, a big detriment to me that I was so critical of myself on everything. Like, I think it, I think it helped me in a bunch of ways, but I also think that it, it limited me in a bunch of ways because like, it was a win, lose, like grayed out at, you know, 99% or whatever. It was just an absolute destruction of myself mentally over any type of mistake that I had. And I, I honestly, and I, and I still think about, I, I cannot view anything that's ever happened in any athlete. Like it does not even football of anything without being like super critical and embarrassed of myself of it. It's weird. That, <laughs> I, if we have any, any psychologists that listen, you know, any, anybody, any psychiatrists, Holler at us. We're, we're <laughs> damaged, man. Help, help us. All right, let's get to the next question, Ted. But first, attention business owners. You need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from any insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best-in-class, Connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. And First Fidelity Bank is a full-service financial institution based in Oklahoma with tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs. Checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all, whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone. Everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. First Fidelity Bank provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. FFB donates a total of more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations. Make your life easier and go bank with First Fidelity Bank. Visit ffb.com for more information. And if you're a whiskey or bourbon drinker, Stop what you're doing, head to your favorite liquor store and buy some Balcones products. You got to grab some of Balcones Lineage Single Malt Whiskey. It was just voted one of the top 20 whiskeys in the world by Whiskey Advocate, and you'll be shocked by how affordable it is. Also, you got to snag some of Balcones Baby Blue Corn Whiskey. It's made it's from, made blue, from corn. blue corn. That's the fancy corn. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. It's made from blue corn. That's Are you mocking me? You're and that is why there's one more than 25 awards. Last but certainly not least, you got to buy some Balcones Pot Still Bourbon. It's big flavors make it the perfect bourbon to drink year, drink year round. 
Remember in 2012, Balcony's single malt won the best in glass competition, beating brands like Johnny Walker and McAllen. It became the first American distillery to win the competition. This stuff is the real deal, people. If you love great whiskey and bourbon at a great price, then Balcony's products are the only way to go. The whiskey may be made in Texas, but yes, the owners, they're from Oklahoma. To find a liquor store that has it, visit BalconiesDistilling.com. All right, this next question comes from at Strax Attacks. He said, okay, we have heard so many times about terminology being the toughest thing to learn in a new scheme. How is that not the most ridiculous thing ever? If it is just terminology being different, then why not use the previous terms? This is a good question. It is. As far as this is the way, this is probably the easiest way to think. Like, I am a firm believer that thinking on the field is is bad. Right now, not like I'm not saying don't be prepared and like go through everything that your preparation has taught you and think like you want to when it comes to the terminology and what you're supposed to do on a play, you don't want to have to think at all. So when when you change a system, right, which OU just did, right, offensive and defensive system, it is, it's, it's like learning a new language. And I, I compare it to if you are, if English is your first language, right, and you're trying to learn Spanish, like in your head, you hear something in Spanish and in your head, you hear it and then you process it into English. And that's how that goes. Right. Or at least that's how that's worked for me. Now I'm not fluent in Spanish, but I can get by a little bit. And that's how it is in football. You hear something, your brain process it, process it. You know what to do. And this is, it's more of like being on the field on game day. You know, maybe you're playing with Temple, all those things like, you want that to be as seamless as possible. When, when you when you change the system and you change the terminology, yes, you can you can use some of the same terminology, but all the schemes aren't the same. Like what Levy is doing, like there are some similarities between Levy and Lincoln's system, but it's not the exact same. And certain things are done differently. So you can use the previous terms, but not all the previous terms mean the same thing now. And if you are just, and some people say, well, why don't you just say, well, this was that, that adds an extra step in the thought process, right? Because, and, you know, split second, seconds make all the difference in football. It's a game of inches. Like you hear something and you say, okay, it's this. And then you say, it used to be that I do this. That's an extra step in the thought process. So the reason terminology is so important is like you want to eliminate that extra step in the thought process. And that's why when you're switching terminology, even if you're keeping some of the same terms for certain things, like it's hard, man. Like, cause that, that extra step in your head, it can make all the difference on the field. I think the big hangup is. There, the reason you don't use the same terminology, there's two reasons. Number one, everyone 
learned differently. So you've got 130 Division I schools. There's 130 Division I head coaches. Those 130 Division I head coaches learned from different trees. So there, there is, there's, there's not uniformity across the, across the, the scope. Everyone learns something different. And the other thing is to the, to the casual observer, a drop back pass. And I'm just trying to think of like a basic, this is kind of hard to explain why, why it's so, I, if you Difficult. throw a if you throw a slant, I it's it's it, like on on the on the call there'll be and I don't know just like generally there'll be like the the protection, the route combo like there's a, the motion shift will be in there. There's there's a lot of terminology in there, and like the slant itself is not the same in. Coach Riley's system and Coach Levy's, and I'm just using those two coaches as an example. Like how a, a receiver coach teaches a slant is different. How a coach teaches a protection is different. Like there's not uniformity. Like on defense, it's cover three, but cover three is played differently, coached differently, aligned differently adjusted differently with every single coaching staff in the entire country. So there, there's, there's nothing that is uniform. It doesn't mean the same thing. If whenever you tell uh, the call defensively is, let's say it's, um, it, it's just like uh, over, over black, which is like, over cover one with a strong safety rotation. That's what uh, that's what like Tampa schemes call uh, cover one is black. Well, in one scheme, like over means like you've got you got a shade. In another one, means you have a one technique, or it may mean like you play two eye with your nose guard. Like there's there's a bunch of different things that it could be. There's just Nothing is uniform. Everything is different. Like it's, it, there's not a term that fits everything across the board. It's, it is like a, it's like a different language. And this is also something that maybe people don't think about. And this is something that, you know, I, I, I realized when Levy came in, just, you know, kind of learning some of the things that they're going to do offensively. He calls things on defense, different terms, some terms that I'd never even heard, man. And I, I played a lot of football and I played in a lot of different systems because I got fired so much in the NFL. And that is, that's where you look at and you go, okay, that's different. So it's not only your side of the ball you're learning. It's not only your system. Like there is a language when you're talking about the opponent, right? Like you're saying, like, some people, like, for example, like some people call when the 
when the center and both guards and both tackles are covered, they call it bear, right? Some people call that jam. Some people call it like 46, right? Going back to uh, Buddy Ryan. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just different terms for different things. And it, it is looking offensively for OU, right? One of the reasons, like, it's Jeff Levy's system is hard is because of the tempo they use, right? You have to, you got to see the signal for the formation. If you're a skill guy, see the signal for the formation, right? See the signal for the play. And for the offensive lineman, Basically, every play is condensed into one word. So you have to think, okay, what's that one word mean? What do I have to do? And like, there's this thought process that, like, and you basically, it's a lot of memorization. Mm -hmm. And there was, there was quite a bit of that in Lincoln's system, but there were also, I know people think about that little call sheet out. There's some long winded plays on there. So, it is, I mean, there's a lot of memorization in football. And then you also have to know exactly what you do if the picture changes, which is where I, I think that good players really separate themselves. Right. Like the terminology. And also, if you're in charge of communicating that to the rest of the offense or the rest of the defense, you got to process all that. Like the, the terminology component is, it's tough, man. <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah. And it's like for the longest time, and I feel like there is a, there's, there's been a consolidation on personnel, like what you call personnel. Like when I first learned it, it was all like, I learned like 11 personnel when I first learned it was called spread. When I went to the NFL, it was called zebra with uh that's a that's a west yeah. coast offense is zebra right here yeah right that's what zebra that's when i was in tennessee that's what ken Wiz and hunt called 11s like and then if you gotten you know there was kings and all that like that that's kings and queens and tiger is yep. 12 yeah so all of that stuff is that's easy because that is uniform okay but i feel like I feel like almost everyone has moved to the number system. Like, oh. it's, it's yeah. way – that one – because that's a uniform thing is whenever you're talking about, like, what, what personnel is in, that is something that is uniform across the board. But everything else is – it's not called the same thing because it's usually not the same. There are some differences to it. And, and also, there's differences just in – the way that offenses call something like some protections are words, right? Mm -hmm. Fox two, hound two, and in other systems, that is 126 pro. Mm -hmm. Like, or you've got this is it's like five man protection, right? Empty. It would make a lot of sense if you're using the number system for protection to start it with the five, right? 52, 53 pro, something like that. I played in systems where empty pro was it was the seventies. And, and yeah. so it's, I mean, there's just all these differences. Um, I don't know if we answered the question adequately. I think we just maybe well, confused people. Even uh, here's more. the thing. The reason the same terms aren't used is because it's not the same thing. Right. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just, it's different. Yeah, it is. There's similarities, 
there's similarities, there's carryover where you can say, ah, this is like that, but it's just not the same. And you, you're, you're essentially like, there's things in, there's things in French and in Spanish that are really close, but French isn't the same as Spanish. So in order to learn French, you can't, learn spanish is that making that maybe that makes it even worse but the the romance language analogy is not <laughs> one that i thought we were going to get to look at the big brain on you oh my gosh but yeah all right and now right here is the part where and, and you may have heard some of these kind of like national ad reads that are on the podcast now that's because you guys have done such a great job of supporting us so that these companies want to put those ad reads in. This is where they're going to be put in. Just so you know, it's a, it, it helps us out. If you listen to those, <laughs> it helps us out. So they'll be right here. If they insert any of them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And on that note, episode 218 in the books. We'll have a new podcast that'll drop Wednesday. Hope you guys had a great Memorial Day. Just a reminder, you can hear Teddy from 3 to 6 on 94.7 The Ref. You can hear me on SiriusXM Big 12 Radio, channel 375. Hope you all have a great week. Until next time, we appreciate y'all for listening. And do what y'all always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other.